You're listening to the 20 Minute Morning Show for Wednesday, February 13th. Welcome to your Wednesday edition of the 20 Minute Morning Show. This is BJ Murphy. I didn't know that the controversy surrounding Jennifer Lopez performing the Motown tribute at the Grammy Awards is going to blow up like this. I mean, Sean was talking about it the other day, but um, Smokey Robinson was on TMZ and he made this comment to people, black people upset about it. I didn't know, man. I mean, they're going crazy about this. Why did Jennifer Lopez do the tribute to Motown? Here's Smokey. Motown is music for everybody. Motown is universal. We, we, we broke down racial barriers with music, man. Kids all over the world, Harvey, have grown up patterning themselves or, or, or imitating Diana Ross and Michael Jackson and The Temptations and all, all the Motown artists. So to confine uh, Motown to just being something that only black people can represent or, 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 or be a part of is just a stupid philosophy to me. And, and, and anybody who, who really loved Motown would be proud of us. You get on my freaking nerves. I can't stand Smokey Robinson. Hey, now you got to get off Smokey Robinson. What's wrong with Smokey Robinson? I can't stand him. He ain't Smokey? even Smokey. I can't even stand Smokey. I can't stand Smokey Robinson. What's wrong with Smokey Robinson? What's wrong with him? Tell just me. by him saying that we were stupid for complaining about, why would Jennifer Lopez do a Motown tribute? I can understand you saying that maybe she perform one song, a song, but to do the whole tribute. Did she do the whole tribute? She did majority of it. If there's one person though, that can make a legit comment about anybody doing anything Motown, it is Smokey Robinson. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Regardless, regardless of what he's doing now or what he looks like or what he's attempting to do, if you're talking about Motown, Smokey Robinson is the man. He can't speak for it legitly if he's trying to rewrite history. Motown was about black women, not Puerto Rican women. All those black women out in the audience and Jennifer Lopez is going to do a tribute to Motown. Do you think the Latino Awards would allow Miley Cyrus to do a tribute for Gloria Estevan or Selena? Yeah, you got a point. No, but then Smokey should should have said that. If Smokey's going to say something, then, okay, say something about Jennifer Lopez being the person that did the Motown review or the Motown thing. But if you're going to talk about doing a Motown thing, Smokey Robinson is Motown. He wrote three quarters of the movie. Smokey Robinson is not Motown if he's trying to rewrite history. What does that have to do with Jennifer Lopez performing a Motown tribute. Because Smokey Robinson is an authority figure in Motown, so Smokey endorses it. I mean, what do you got to say about it? I mean, Smokey said it. What I just said, because Motown were, was about black women, not Latino women. Right. Motown was the temptations, the miracles, uh, the contours. Uh, I mean, if we want to go back, go okay. ahead and fight the kids, the Osley brothers. But you had Smokey Robinson on stage and Neo on stage. Where were your black women? That's what I'm saying. Why would you have Jennifer Lopez do the tribute? Why didn't you have a black woman do the tribute? Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I agree okay. with that. She 
could have been a background. If you wanted her to be a background dancer, she could be a background dancer. But she's not even that great of a vocalist to perform Motown. You can't get a Motown experience from Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Touché. They, they could have found another person to do Motown. But see, but see, black men, y'all see, y'all black men, y'all don't have a problem with it because you were represented. But it doesn't bother you that your woman wasn't represented. That's what bothers me about black men. Only this is the corporate decision. Smokey Robinson, I'm quite sure, had nothing to do with who did the Motown trip. He co-signed they it. Asked Smokey. They, uh, they asked Smokey because he's Motown. You know what, AK? I don't like Smokey Robinson, and I hate anybody who like him. Coming up this weekend in Charlotte, it is the NBA All-Star Game. And, of course, they're going to drop millions and millions and billions of dollars in the Queen City. Not billions, but it's going to be up there. Probably more money than the CIAA is going to make the following weekend. And that'll be in Charlotte. But, you know, the CIAA is leaving uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, after being in the city for 13 years. And, uh, you know, I've always had a problem with the black community never capitalizing on on the 50 plus million dollars that has dropped in this city every CIAA weekend for the past 13 years. What are your thoughts on the CIAA leaving Charlotte? I'm glad it's leaving. And I tell you why. Because $50 million drops in this city and only white business owners profit from it. And and listen, $50.5 million that they report, that's just what's reported. Yeah, they report it, right. So they mm-hmm. jacked, they jacked, Sean, they jacked the high, the, uh, the hotel prices up when black people come to town. Do you remember, uh, I forgot the name of the hotel where black people were getting a black tax just for being in the uh, lobby? Mm-hmm. Ordering some chicken mm-hmm. it wings. It was on the news. I mean, it was so bad that the news had to report it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, like certain events that come to Charlotte and they have banners, to, you know, banners up in different um businesses, you know, welcome these fans. You hardly ever see any of those banners welcome welcome the CIAA fans. That's right. And it's a shame that for 13 years that the CIAA was in this city that black people could not come together and come up with a strategic plan to say, hey, look, we can't allow all this money to come into this city and the city of Charlotte, the black people in Charlotte don't get nothing. Nothing. I mean, it's just, it's sick. So it's going to Baltimore, and maybe I'm hoping that the uh, the business community of brothers and sisters in Baltimore will have a game plan where, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be more than $50 million dropped in, in uh, the DMV. So it's going to be a I'm, lot of I'm money dropped. I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. But, I mean, I know what you're saying, but do you think there were enough black businesses in Charlotte to capitalize on it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Charlotte's one of the... Uh, one of the uh, best places for uh, startup black businesses. We got a lot of sharp black business people in this city. I mean, they, there's some bad brothers and sisters here. We just won't come together and come up with a plan to unify, to, to make things work for our benefit. Sean, we got a black mayor, black police chief. Now you got a black sheriff. You got a, the brother, that, the city manager. He Everybody black that's in power. And we are not benefiting from. We got a majority black city council and 
County Commission. I don't know. I, I can't even say it's their fault. It's not their fault. It is the lack of vision and the unwillingness of us to come together to see all this money drop in the city and go right back out. And we happy just going to some jive ass day party. One of the things we made famous was day parties, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's probably one of the things we we brought to the CIAA coming to Charlotte. But it's it's, it's uh, sick to me, man. I don't know if I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, just because you have a black mayor and a black police chief, that doesn't mean that they mean think black. It doesn't mean okay. <laughs> okay, I, I guess that what you said. Okay, I mean you're right. You're right about that. I mean, what does that mean? But I, I mean, have you? But what? I can't blame. I, so I'm, what I'm, I'm saying, just, I can't blame them for anything because you know they're just doing I mean, what they but do. But what does that mean? Because you have a black. I mean, you, it don't mean Clarence nothing. Thomas is, uh, is black on <laughs> yeah. the Supreme Court. What does that mean? It don't mean nothing. Ben shot. Carson is black. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it don't. <laughs> like, it don't mean nothing, shot. It just it don't mean. Scratch that from <laughs> it the record. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> scratch that. It's our fault. It's the community's fault for not coming up with a strategy. You know, and and the CIAA is one of the most profitable. Uh, basketball tournaments in the country. I don't know if it's like it's up there in like the top three, or, or it's like I know two. it's one of Charlotte's mo- most profitable events. Oh, no doubt. You know, no doubt. Right. No doubt. So I mean, I don't know, but you know, that's what happens when you don't own anything. Thank you. You know, Sean. all those skyscrapers uptown, and black people don't even own a piece of a skyscraper. And Sean, listen to this. Do you remember when we were on the radio and? Uh, all those black people that was trying to get into the epicenter, they couldn't. And then when the, uh, the these uh, business owners in the epicenter, they started opening the epicenter up because they saw all the money that was coming in. And we had, you couldn't, black people couldn't even go in the epicenter. Remember that? I don't remember that. You remember, I don't remember that. They would, they, would, they would keep you out. If you came into the epicenter with a cap on, they would tell Oh, them, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, I remember that. They would say, mm-hmm. you can't come in here. You can't. And now, when you go past the epicenter doing the CIAA, we hanging off the damn rails and the roof (laughs) (laughs) at the epicenter. Our Facebook page is 20 Minute Morning Show. Make sure you go there and like us on the 20 Minute Morning Show Facebook page. You can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor.fm, Apple, iTunes Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We're going to take a break in the 20 Minute Morning Show. Come back on Sunday. Uh, we were talking about, you know, when you go to the gas station and you see, your, you see a dude sitting in the car and a woman pumping the gas. Sunday has some thoughts about that. We're going to talk about it coming up right after the news. Good morning. It's Wednesday, February 13th, and this is UIN Uncut. I'm Alexander Caden. Greg Lewis, a Portland police sergeant who was fired for making racist remarks about killing black people during a roll call, has been recently approved by the Portland City Council to receive a settlement that would erase his firing and consider him retired instead. What?! And they're even going to give him $100,000 in back pay. What? In February of 2017, Lewis was reportedly leading a roll call with about 20 police officers where he was instructing them how to handle an intoxicated person in a private parking garage when he said, 
If they come across a black homeless person, just shoot them. What? That generated laughter in the room. Lewis reportedly then threw up his hands and said, Well, F it. What do I care? Oh, hell no. Some of the officers who were in the meeting reported his racist remark the next day. In response to the complaints, Lewis claimed that he has a habit of sometimes being a little sarcastic, and he didn't mean to discriminate based on race. He apologized and said he realized that his remarks were inappropriate. You think? Lewis was fired in early February 2018, a year after the incident, but his remarks have only been made public in 2019, when the police union filed a grievance to overturn his termination. Last week, the Portland City Council voted 4-1 to one to approve the settlement that would give him a back pay of over $100,000 and reinstate him, allowing him to retire and overturn his termination under the condition he would never be eligible to work for the city again. And he'll also receive pension credits throughout his retirement. Oh, hell no! House and Senate negotiators have agreed in principle to provide a little over one and a quarter billion dollars for fencing and other physical barriers at the Mexican border. It's part of a broader agreement that would starve off another potential government shutdown without funding the president's wall. The agreement would allow for 55 miles of new fencing with some restrictions on location based on community and environmental concerns. Prosecutors have asked Illinois' highest court to review the less-than-seven-year prison sentence for the white Chicago police officer who was convicted in the shooting death of black teenager Laquan McDonald. The Illinois Attorney General and the special prosecutor, who won a murder conviction against the former officer, said they believe the Cook County judge improperly applied the law when he sentenced the officer to six years and nine months in prison. In a very rare move, they're requesting the Illinois Supreme Court to send the case back for a new sentence. Okay, check this out. A Kentucky sheriff has told the local fiscal court he's suspending all law enforcement activities because of lack of funding. What? Yep, that's what I said, little John. The lack of funding. The Lexington Herald-Leader reports Martin County Sheriff John Kirk took the stage without invitation at a fiscal meeting. Well, Kirk said his office is still owed a $75,000 payment that was due in January, and he complained that new obligations placed on his office will add $99,000 to his annual expenditures. Now, without the sheriff's office responding to calls in Martin County, residents will have to rely on Kentucky State Police, which sometimes has just one officer patrolling multiple counties. Now, on his personal Facebook page, the sheriff posted that residents should lock their doors. What? Load their guns. What? And get a biting dog. Okay. You've been listening to UIN, Urban Internet News Uncut. For more news and information for and about people of color, visit our website at uinews.net. I'm Alexander Caden. how you go to the gas station and you pull up get ready to pump your gas and you see a sister 
uh, getting out of the car, pumping the gas, and the dude is in the passenger side, red back, reclining, just chilling on the cell phone, and she's pumping the gas. I have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? But Sunday goes a little bit further. He he said he got a real problem with that. But what, what you what you want to say, Sunday? I said what what I do when I'm at the gas station. If I see a grown man sitting in the car and a woman gets out to pump gas, and he's sitting there like you know, hey, this is what I do. I will actually ask her if she minds if I pump her gas because I I was just brought up in a very different time in a very different way. And, and the way I was brought up, hey, why should she get her hand dirty? I'm a man. I, I don't mind. Now, she say no and act like it's a problem. I'm going to back off. But if she say yes, and he still remains in the car, it just kind of tells you what kind of men she is. Well, I'd like to be with you on, on, on West Boulevard. I want you to try that. Wait a minute, but <laughs> PJ, I got a problem with you saying that. Let me explain why. We're supposed to be men, and we're supposed to be black man, men. We're I'm not going up to this Negroes. Why would I do it on West Boulevard, East Boulevard, South Boulevard? Hell I'm a man. No. I don't care where I am. I'm so so you think it's okay oh, no. for you to get out your car and approach a woman in front of her man <laughs> and ask her to pump her gas? If he's if his punk behind lets me do it, yes. Oh. And I'm going to tell you, if he steps <laughs> you, you crazy. Him, man, and do something about it, I have no beef with no man. If you he want to come step to me, I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> you be on Channel 9 News that night. But we need real men again. I'm not. Sunday, I'm well, not I tell you this. I appreciate your masculinity. Come on, Sunday. That's right, Sunday. You got the right attitude. You by yourself on that one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 20-Minute Morning Show, a product of Inside Urban Media, written and produced by B.J. Murphy from our studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Please use the share button, like us, and subscribe to our podcast, and let your friends know on social media that we are on the air every day. 20-Minute Morning Show can be heard on the following podcasting platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor.fm, and SoundCloud, and soon to be added more podcasting platforms. Thanks to our contributors, Sean Sunday, AK, Camille Brooks, our producer, Marjan Parham, and producer, Troy Mackey. The 20 Minute Morning Show is available for downloads at 6 a.m. on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you tomorrow morning.